How is everyone? It's good. It has a ton of Christmas stories. Which is awesome. Merry Christmas, by the way, if I didn't see you. Happy New Year if I don't see you for that also. All that good stuff. Uh, my name is Nathan. I lead our... Uh, hi. Who said hi? All of you. Hello, everyone. <laughs> I lead our uh, engagement team here at City Beautiful. Um, so yeah, so we're going to dive into this. And this service is a reflection of the past year. It's a reflection of 2015 and all the incredible things that God has done in our community and in our lives as individuals too. Um, yeah, let's just bow our heads. Let's just pray this, pray this into it. God, we thank you for just this year, God. We thank you for every day you've given us in 2015. We thank you for every blessing. Father, we thank you for every good thing. Just your sustained joy, your mercy, your grace. God, as we sang the breath in our lungs, the beat in our heart. Father, as we think back right now, as we position ourselves in that place of remembrance, Father, may we, may we be so focused where we are, when we also just bring everything back to remembrance, God. So yeah, we give you all, all the glory, all the praise. In your name, amen. Uh, See, so yeah, when I was thinking about and praying through tonight, God led me to this scripture. Um, so if you have your Bible, turn it on, open it up, all that good stuff. It landed twice. It's so good. I had that in the first half, some people laughed. It's like one of those little jokes when you're preaching, you know. It's like, yeah, a little cheesy, but it worked. So anyway, that's all the cheese gone. So Joshua chapter 4, verses 1 to 3. It says, When the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Choose twelve men from among the people, one from each tribe, and tell them to take up twelve stones from the middle of the Jordan, from right where the priests are standing, and carry them over with you, and put them down in the place where you stay tonight. So what we see happening here is the nation of Israel come to the crossing of the Jordan. Massive river, and it's there's something on the other side. God is leading them across this river. And the, the crazy thing about it, this time of year when they were crossing it, it's known to be overflowing. There is no possible way that this river could be stopped. And it says in, uh, in the previous chapter that God created a dam, if you will. So there's a buildup of water there. And it's essentially like us stepping out tonight and it's snowing, which never going to happen. This winter has been amazing. Um, but yeah, so it's, it really is the same thing. It's this miraculous miracle that God does. But what I want to focus on is chapter 3. Is where it says, take up the 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan. So this incredible thing happened. There's no water. All these people get to cross. With no problem, no issue. But then they take the stones from the middle of where this happened. And we see there that the priests are standing in the middle of this, this moment. They're interceding. They're believing for something. They wade out into the water. And they stand there as the water dries up. And then God says, go back and take these stones and where you sleep tonight, past this river, past this point, build a remembrance to me. And that's what I want us to kind of visually focus around tonight. As we hear stories of all that God has done, as we see things of what God is doing and will do, I want us to take a, a rock, if you will. I want us to dig deep into what people are saying and what we hear and place that somewhere. And intentionally do something with it. I don't want it to be 
that was a nice story. Good for him. Good for her. I can see how that relates to me a little bit. Okay, cool. We had a great year. Thumbs up. Now, I want us to grab something from the middle of everything that we hear and do something intentional with it. Uh, with that being said, I'm going to ask my amazing brother, Mark Van Der Vene, to come up. Give him a clap. Give him a big clap. There we Stand. 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 We got so, yeah. stand on the mark, though. Yeah, where is it? The mark's right there. So I asked, um, I asked Mark to uh, to share what has God done in your life. Um, when I was thinking about this, I thought it'd be powerful to center it around a word. And um, so yeah, so just bring that to us. So Nathan asked me last Saturday or last Sunday. He's like, "Hey, I've been thinking about we're gonna do reflecting on the last year, and you're someone that I want to share and like think of a word or whatever." And so instantly, I thought of transformation, and then like I started thinking about it more and just like the word transfiguration, which like the the definition of transfiguration is um, it's on my phone, but I'm just gonna whatever. Um, it's like a beautiful process in which. Basically, it becomes a more beautiful and, like, spiritual state, um, transfiguration. And so, for me, the last, man, even more than the last year, but specifically last year, I was just experienced the Lord's love in such a real and tangible way. And it has just, like, from that one experience, I've been like, oh, my gosh, I cannot get enough of this. I have had the real thing. Like, I've had the truth, like, the real love that the Lord has. And since then, it's just been this, like, relentless hunger to go after more and more and more. And and it's not a coincidence that that's the name of my small group, um, Do You Want More? Because I've, like, since I've experienced that and gone after it, it's like, I want everyone else to have that. Like, I don't want it to just be limited to, like, me or my group. But I want, like, the whole body of Christ to experience the more that the kingdom has. Um, and so for me, it's just been this constant, like, just the Lord, like, speaking truth over me and loving on me and, like, me learning to, like, hear his voice clearly and correct, like, knowing it's the Lord's voice because there's times when you'll hear something and it'll be like, I think that's the Lord, but then you go do it and it's, like, fruitless because you, because like I've done that where I've thought it's the Lord's voice and I go after it, but it turns out it was my own desire that I thought was Lord's voice. And I've become so aware of the Lord's voice in this process that it's like, it's, I just know it because his voice is rooted in love. Like anything he's going to tell us is out of love and for love. Um, and oh, now I got to pull out my phone. Um, so that, oh, dang it, I got to switch hands. I did this last time because I don't have the, the thumb thing set up on my other hand. So I was, <laughs> um, <laughs> so in this process of learning the Lord's voice and me just like wanting more and more, I've, I've understood the gravity of needing that time with him and setting apart, like even in my busy life, like I have a busy life. And I will intentionally be like, I'm going to set two hours out of this day, probably like, I don't know how many times a week, but I would intentionally spend time with the Lord. And so one time I'm spending time with them and out of nowhere, like I'm journaling and just, I have this conversation, like the way I have a conversation with the Lord sometimes is like, I'll like journal what I'm talking to him, like dialogue with him. And then I'll listen and I'll write down what he's saying back. So 
I'm doing that. And out of nowhere, he's like, go to Isaiah 49.2. So I'm like, okay. I don't know. Where, I don't know. I've never read that. So, okay. And um, so it says, he has made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand, he has concealed me. And he has also made me a select arrow. He has hidden me in his quiver. He said to me, you are my servant, Israel, in whom I will show my glory. And so for me, like hearing him and going to that, it was like his love straight from his mouth for me. Because it's like, you are my select arrow. And that's why I have this. This is actually, I got this yesterday. Um, uh, yeah. So um, uh, just like I knew after I read that scripture, I was like, I need to get that as a tattoo. I need to get an arrow. So, um, but it's just for me, this last year has just been this process of like knowing who I am as a son, like the truth behind being a son and a daughter. Like I'm, I'm speaking generally for, for both parties as like son and daughter, but it's like when you, when I truly understood that it's like a whole new world opened up for me of like, I am a son and I have authority because like we're sons and daughters and we're co-heirs of the kingdom sitting in heaven with Jesus. It's like, damn it. Like I have power and authority, you know, like I didn't do that last service. This was kind of spontaneous. Last service, I went more off my notes, but this time I'm like, I just really want to go off my heart this time. Um, Man, it's just been such an awesome journey though, learning about how like I'm a son and learning, like hearing the Lord's voice. And that's just built such a powerful thing for me because I want that for others. And that's like my heart behind my small group is like building that. And it's, it's funny because the Lord was like, I was like, I want to do it this way, Lord. And he's like, before you do it that way, you have to build a family so they can understand what that means. And I'm like, uh, how do I do that? He's like, you'll know, you'll figure it out. And so it's been a really fun, awesome adventure and journey in life just with like this last year of just being completely open and willing to do whatever the Lord's like, go do this. Okay, I'm going to go do that. Just like with a father being like to their little son, like, hey, go grab me that tool. Okay, dad. It's like, I'm so excited to do the little things. And then when the big things come, it's like, yes, I'm so much more prepared and ready. Um, so I don't know. It was, it's just been an awesome journey. And just like this year has been really great with the Lord. So, so good. Um, I'm also going to pray over us. And then we have Janae uh, bringing a video. But yeah, just, just pray that hot over us as a body. Just request some things. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, God, thank you so much for this community and just your heart for all of us. Um, and just how much you love each of us individually. Like you love us as a whole, but you specifically made us with so many unique qualities and characteristics that you love every little thing about us. And I just, I just pray, Lord, that we would have a spirit collectively that would just open up to your, like, to your voice that would be so keen on hearing your voice and, and is so like aware of all the others that are trying to speak to us that we just know. It's like the sheep know my voice and that we would know your voice. So I just pray that over all of us that it would just, our hearts would be so much aware, more aware and open for what the Lord has for us. And, and I just declare that as like the spirit, any orphan spirit would be broken off right now in the name of Jesus, that anyone who is feeling like they're not accepted, like they're not loved, like they're not worthy, that it would just be gone right now. That the, a spirit of just understanding what it means to be a son and a daughter just replaces that and just comes over all of us right now to know what a son and a daughter is, who we are as sons and daughters. 
and that there's no more lies being spoken over us because we know the Lord's voice. We are his sheep and he is our shepherd and we know that. So I just thank you, Lord, and I just declare all of that over all of us in the powerful name of our son, or your son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So over the past year in 2015, the Lord showed me um, some really big things in my life that I believe um, are going to be monumental for the rest of my life. And one of the things is at the beginning of 2015, I went through an extremely um, painful and emotional time. And the Lord told me that he was about to take me into a season that would, would build my character and actually be able to sustain my passion. And I've always been an extremely passionate person my entire life, but I don't actually believe that I had a consistency and an inner strength to sustain where the Lord would take me. And so I went on this journey with the Lord, and I was in an extreme time of desperation for Him the first six months of this year. And I remember just waking up every day and going to my music room and learning how to encounter God in desperation and crying out to Him. And the Lord was just showing me, Janae, I'm, I'm going to teach you how to choose me over your cravings, over your feelings. And though um, some days like the pain didn't actually leave when I would give it to God, I would still choose righteousness. I would choose God. I would choose to not touch um, instant gratification or whatever the enemy was luring in my face to make the pain go away. And I would choose God. And um, it was an extreme time of breakthrough in my life. And so then about this summer, I started experiencing like a lot of blessing from that. And just too good to be true things started happening because I learned how to cry out to God in my desperation. And I, I felt like David, I'm like, God, I cried out to you and you heard me. You heard my cry. And so now that I'm in a good season for the past six months, it's been a very different story where I wake up and I'm not necessarily overwhelmingly feeling like I have to sing to the Lord or I'm not going to be able to function that day. But I'm waking up and I'm still choosing to sing to God. I'm still choosing to be with Him because I want to do what I would do as if, like, even if I'm not feeling passionate, I still want to remain in that passion. And so choosing into it. I heard a guy say, like, if you're not feeling passionate, do what you would do as if you were passionate. And that's what I've been doing with the Lord and just choosing to encounter Him and pursue Him in the good and the bad times. And I feel like that there's a huge parallel specifically with City Beautiful and the fact that I've been here for a very long time, um, but I don't believe that I ever fully committed to this church the way that I have until recently because of the Lord showing me about consistency and just choosing in to relationship, choosing in to living life with people no matter the mess, no matter the good times, no matter um, the memorable times or the times that you want to forget. Just choosing in and saying yes to something um, no matter your craving or you're feeling it. And it's been so beautiful to choose into this family. Um, and so I just want to encourage you guys to choose in. Choose into your relationship with God and remain consistent. Choose in to a, a body of people to live life with 
and remain consistent no matter what you're craving or feeling and do what you would do as if you were passionate even when you're not passionate. Love you guys. Amen. So we've heard you know, a couple of stories um, from individuals and I just wanted to take a moment and highlight what we've done together. You know, because we have these things that we do in our own lives, but then we bring those together and we achieve something. You know, and so the first thing I want to highlight is we had an album release this year, guys, on January 11th. Come on, every time. you got to clap every time. That was called Overcomers. It's on iTunes. It's amazing. We recorded it in SAC in our old place, and it came out this year. And the next thing is this building where we're sat right now happened this year. Come on. We have our own building. That is years in the making, so much prayer and so much just dedication and giving that to God. And so many people made this happen. And we raised $95,000 together. Like we did that together. You know, so thank you so much for that. Um, we partnered with the Central Care Mission. Um, it's an incredible place that have become a brother. Central Care Mission. You're right. I saw that. I saw that. Good job. And we actually had a lot of them here in the 6 p.m., and they told stories of how God has moved through their lives. And on December 6, we had three people from that place baptized right here, which was just an incredible service. So let's give God praise for that. And then the last thing is people from this church went to Peru. We took five people from our church that went to Lima, Peru, and continued a relationship. You know, it's it's a beautiful thing. I've done tons of missions trips, and it's a beautiful thing to go build a well, build a house for two weeks. Those things are necessary and important and life growing and life giving. But it's something completely different to actually partner and see relationship built. So we've been partnering with this mission for the past two years, going at least once a year. And Ryan, our pastor, has been in relation for a long time. And so that, to me, that's just an incredible thing to keep going back there and continue to build that relationship. So we hear all these, so we hear all these stories and now I want you guys to talk to one another in groups of two to three and talk about how God has moved in your life this year. I want you to focus around what stories has God done? What stories can we tell each other? And what can we hear from one another to bless and encourage us? But this is the thing, though. So when you share it, at the end, we're going to have like an open mic, if you will. And I want some people to come up and tell us what God has done in their lives. So keep that in mind. We're going to take about four minutes, get in groups of two to three, and start sharing. L, give it up for L. Yeah. Well, I actually ended up, I shared with them, I shared with the kids, like, I'm back with the kids a lot. And so for me, like, with the whole thing of, like, praying for people for healing and stuff, I was raised Southern Baptist, all that, which is great in a lot of ways. Uh, but I never really had that kind of mind, so I started with the kids, just like, let's just pray, whatever. Well, the kids have been praying for their kids, and I have, like, been seeing kids get healed, and for me, what's so, like, honoring is, like, trusting the Lord and, like, not having that performance, you know, because that's how we need to, like, live our lives and stuff. So tonight I share, like, there's this one little boy and there's, there's this mosquito. And I just thought he had, like, a weird mole, you know, so I didn't point it out. I'm like, okay. And then um, this little girl, she was like, she's like, oh, there's something on his face. And I'm like, okay, I flick it off. And I was like, well, let's pray for him that he doesn't have an itchy bite on his face. And I'm like, okay. Then I look back, and it's, like, huge. Like, I'm like, oh, my gosh. I sh maybe should make a form to, like, have his parents. I don't know. 
Um, and then we pray for him again. And then as he's leaving, I see that it's gone. And it was like a mosquito bite. I'm like, oh, man. And I get really, really, like, excited. I was talking to Lauren. I was like, we both are like, oh, I'm going to share it right now. But God's like, no, wait. I'm like, okay. And I shared them tonight. And it's just like, it's really cool, like, for like to be in that position for our kids to be really enacting that, you know? And that's not being the only time, but it's just like worshiping the Lord in that way. So it's been really cool. Al runs our kids ministry at Greenhouse. Who's next? I'll stand here for five minutes. Yes. And introduce yourself when you come up. Hey guys. So I was gone for like a year. I just got back a couple months ago. Um, basically, God stripped me out of here, obviously, and took me um, to Washington State. And he basically stripped away all my comfort and everything that I clung to, all of like my idols, like everything. I was like, I'm going to take you to this land where you're going to have nobody. You're not going to know really anyone. Um, and I had all these expectations of what it would be like, and everyone like got shot down. And it was just like a really, really hard season, um, probably like the hardest season of my life, just like being alone every day, going to work every day, like not really having any community or anybody around me. Um, and like in those moments of like really just like running to other things, like running to alcohol, running to drugs, running to just things I shouldn't have run to, like God really showed me his grace and his character and like showed me himself um, when I was like at my lowest, like I've been, I don't know, just, oh, it's just, God is just so good. I'm sorry. Like, oh, okay. So, um, <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so, um, yeah. And so basically moving back, um, I just felt like it was time to move back about three months ago and, um, back into a community, back into a family. I realized like, wow, like God, like was there any, like, I don't know. You just brought me so much joy from being back. Um, just because I saw him, like, if you took me to Washington, um, to experience the true God, like, to experience his presence and his, and, and, and himself, like, in the midst of the lowest place, like, just coming back and having that family again is, like, wow, there's so much joy, and there's so much freedom, and there's, like, real life is happening now, and I just, that's just, yeah, this year has been crazy, but, like, Oh, there's just so much joy and like really knowing him, even in like the hardest parts, like he redeems it all. So that's like what I'm trying to say is like the Lord has completely redeemed all of it. And like I just have new desires and new passions and like I'm just so joyful. Like after being so depressed and so lonely, it's like he came and he was everything. So now I have joy. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have one. Evelyn, you next have one. I apologize. Chantel, stand up. Hello. Okay. So this, she just got engaged like two days ago, I think. Come on. Come on. You say that. Uh, I've known them, her and her boyfriend, well, fiance now. What? For like a year and a half. I'm like, when are you going to ask? It's so obvious. And they finally did it two days ago. So that was a great story. Evelyn. Give it up, Evelyn. Hi, I'm Evelyn. Okay, so 
So um, my story is just everywhere, but I'm going to try to sum it up as much as I can. And so pretty much what God has been doing in this past year is like just changing me so much. It's like insane. And if I cry, this is a disclaimer right now because I cry every time I talk and that's why I don't ever talk in front of people. Okay. Okay. And so pretty much like last year, I was like so in a different place than I am right now. Like coming to this church, I've been almost two years now and literally like a month ago, I started making friends thanks to Mark's small group. So if you don't go to small group, go just do it. So that's just a small commercial. But um, pretty much because of like that and not just that, but God just forming me and showing me like a bunch of different truths in my life. He's been allowing me to change my character and build me up. And he's like, I can do this. (laughs) He's been like just building my confidence and not caring if I look silly in front of people because there's no point to care when it's about him, not me, ever. So, like, just all these things that I've always heard at this church, like, have been becoming a reality in my life. Like, I've become confident. I've become well, a little bit more confident. <laughs> I've become just, like, wanting to know people, and I've never pushed myself to do it. Like, I've always wanted to make friends, but I've always been like, let me leave right now <laughs> after church. And so God has literally just been showing me, like, there's so much more that I thought, like, in my life. He's building me up. He's healing me. He's just doing all these things that I never knew I even needed. And, like, I'm to this point that I'm just like, God, I want more. (laughs) And that's why I'm there. I'm wanting more. I'm going for it. And I cannot wait for next year because if this is what he's done in one year, imagine in the next year, like, where I'm going to be. Like, it's going to be insane, and I cannot wait. And so, yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm Alex. I want to say everyone who came up here and shared, that's like super bold and really cool. Um, So many things. We can talk about it over coffee sometime. But for starters, um, the Lord is really good. And I have been coming to City Beautiful for a year now. Maybe, actually, actually, oh my gosh, today, the 27th, was the first day, actually, that I met Cat Porter and Kratos, that's a really long story too, and I started coming to City Beautiful. Oh my gosh, it's my anniversary at City Beautiful. Just want to say, um, I have a greater and amazing definition of what family means and just want to thank each and everyone that's here tonight and say for um, giving me that but what the lord has done for me this um year is built me up with some i don't know confidence i guess and boldness to um start working on a two-day conference and i'm setting up in puerto rico all the puerto ricans in the house put your hands up and um <laughs> he's just been um, aligning all the right people and all the right situations for this to take place. Um, the goal is to create a nonprofit organization to alleviate some of the hardship in Puerto Rico because of its um, economy. So keep me in your prayers. Uh, this is the first time I've ever done anything like this. And he's just 
been lining everything and keep on confirming my heart every single day with every single conversation that I have that, um, um, Lord, thank you, that I'm just doing what he needs me to do and I'm just like surrendering it and allowing him to just take over and I'm just sick and tired of trying to figure out things by myself and um, sick and tired of trying to make me trying to make things happen, you know, and it's just been an every single day um, surrender, every morning choosing into, like Janae said, just choosing into um, just surrendering, God, like, here's my day, I don't know where these funds are going to come from, and, like, it was crazy, because I opened a GoFundMe, and some of you guys know that, and some of you don't, so now you know, and, like, I raised $900 in three days, and I was like, I didn't even know people wanted to love on me and, like, support me in this. So he's just been good. Yeah, Amen. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Right now? Father God, Lord, just allow us to recognize the areas in our lives, Lord, that you need us to just lay at your feet, Jesus. Just lay out the cross, Father God. And... Father God, just give us the courage to live that out, Lord. Just fill us up. Let us recognize, Lord, because we have it. Holy Spirit, you have given us to us. We've been sealed by the Holy Spirit, and we carry all these things, Lord. But let us recognize it and truly act upon it, Father God. This very moment, Lord, I declare that every heart here just is filled with courage, Father God, and recognize what they need to surrender to you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Hi everyone, um, Kay by the way. So this year the Lord has taught me the weight of four words, do you trust me? And if you'd asked me that in January, I'd be like, yes, Lord, I trust you. And I realized I didn't. I realized that I loved security and I love control and I love knowing. I'm a planner. I'm a 10-year dreamer, and I like to write it out, and I want it to happen. <laughs> and this year has been crazy. I started a new master's program last January, had a meltdown in May, graduated with my master's in August, moved to Europe three days later, and got back a month ago. And the weight of that question has come to so much light that I can say I've tasted and seen the goodness of the Lord. I trust you, not because I should. I trust you because I've seen you provide funds in Europe when I'm wondering, like, Lord, you know the legal parameters of my staying here. Mm-hmm. And he's provided. And so I think I would, I invite you to ask the Lord that, to be brave enough to let the Lord write your story. Because that's what it came down to for me. A dear friend, she was in that place with the Lord, and she said, Lord, what would it be like if you wrote my story? And, and the Lord will meet you. Because I said, Lord, what would it be like if? I didn't say, please do. I said, if. And he's like, okay, baby, this is what it would look like if I wrote your story. You'd be confident and you'd be secure and you'd be free. What would it look like if you lived that life? What would it look like if we lived that life? And so I'd love to see that. I love, um, I love Mark so dearly. And I love to see his joy in what the Lord is doing. But I would love to see us as a body step into that reality and step into a trust that we've tasted the goodness of the Lord and we go back again because we we know what we're running after Uh, so yeah
Yeah, God, we just thank you for all the words that are coming forward right now, Father. Even in this moment, just these last two, especially, God, we just declare those. Sion, Jesus, name. Oi. Oi. Uh, so I'm here, thankfully, because of Melissa and Melanie. I've been here twice now, so... Um, I think this year was a lot of reassuring myself and figuring out that you are good enough. I think we constantly put ourselves down. We work really hard to achieve whatever it is that we have, you know. And um, I've lived in a city now for the last three years where it's a lot of proving yourself. You know, you're not good enough. You're, you're in rooms with executives, people with 20 years, 40 years more experience than you do. And they'll push your buttons. They'll let you know that, you know, you don't know anything. You don't know anything. You know, you go home and you question, why am I even here? And I've grown up in the church all my life. And one thing I'm thankful for that my mom has taught me, and like, I'm sure a lot of us here, like God, if God's in your heart, like it doesn't matter what these people, you know, in my mind, it's just a spiritual battle. It's a, it's a lot of people just spiritually trying to break you down and testing your patience. But I'm here to let you know, and God, too, to let you know that if you can withstand these people just stretching your soul, your life, and putting you constantly down, you're going to walk out the most beautiful person ever. Like, if just break those walls, pray through it. Like, you got it. Like, we all got it. And if you can just look at people in the eyes, and even though they're telling you, you suck, you're ugly. You know, all that. You look back at them and you say, yo, God is with me, and I could do all things through Christ Jesus, my Lord and Savior. And that's one thing that I've really, I've really fought for this year, and, like, I'm so thankful, and I've learned that, like, you're good enough, and just keep pushing, and that's it. Like, you got it. Yeah. Yeah. Two very special people coming to the stage. The Olsons, Terry and Robin. So give them a clap. Keep it going. Come on, keep clapping. <laughs> yeah, I, I um, when I was thinking about this service and God really put it on my heart to ask these two to share and kind of bring what God has shown them this past year. So, yeah, please do, guys. Well, I would say that uh, we're both very blessed. We're blessed with great family spiritually and um, naturally as well. But there's been transitions that have done some shaking up, uh, I think, for both of us this year. And um, God's been there. Uh, in the spiritual realm, small groups are great. Uh, we've had one we've been part of for and helped led for six years. But this year... Uh, it started to feel like uh, there's lots of transition and kind of just pushing it, and I, I wanted God to be there, not not me pushing it. So we ended that, and that was a bit sad. But um, in two weeks, I'm starting a, a group of 12 guys that are committed for two years to uh, journey together. So um, he's made that blessing and, and said, you don't need to push. You know, I'm in control. You just need to be there where I want you to be. And in our life, we have a 19-year-old daughter who's 19. 
who's uh, now out of school and um, as a young adult is uh, making choices on her own. Uh, um, I was going to say about what direction she's going, but I'm not sure she has a direction. Um, but she's making choices, and we can see her making choices that are, from our knowledge, not good choices, not choices that lead towards God. And so uh, as I see her going this way, and what I see down there makes me cry. It makes me cry out to God. Um, please help her move into a different direction. The uh, word hope has uh, had new meaning to me. Like, I take for granted, I mean, I've had many years of knowing God and being his child, and I know where I'm going, I know he's with me, um, but now I have to have some hope because I don't see how that's coming around. So as Advent, we put these candles of hope, and it's like hope is having new meaning to me. Um, and in that, I'm like... Have we not done our parenting right? Are we not doing it right? Had it, did I not put down the law? And then um, Hebrews says, the law could not make anyone or anything perfect. God has now introduced a new and better hope through which we may draw near to him. So putting my hope in God is the current thing for me and Robin. Yes, I, um, Terry and I have been married for 21 years and, um, and when we got married, we were very different and it hasn't changed. We're still very different from one another. He came from a family. He became a Christian when he was five years old. I waited till I was 28. So, um, she was going like this. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we experienced the same thing with our daughter differently. Um, for me, I've been mostly an at-home mom. I'm an actor, but that means basically that I don't work a lot. And um, yeah, it's true. And um, so I've been kind of the parent on guard. And so when my daughter graduated, her life changed, but so did mine, because that kind of was my job. And the structure went away, and so I've been kind of fumbling around as well. The difficulty, too, is that as a mom and the way that I was raised and probably some of my inner coping mechanisms have to do with making other people in my life comfortable and happy. So I can make my husband and my daughter little gods, G, little G gods in my life very easily and not um, keep big God as much in the picture. Uh, or I think that what they need or what they want is more important than me taking the time to actually get with God and hear what he has to say. That's that's on me, guys. That's not on them. That's on me. Um, so it's been a hard and heartbreaking transition for us in a lot of ways. Um, but it has pushed us together to pray more. And Terry was saying that earlier today, he said, you know, as our little nuclear family was kind of disintegrating, um, we were getting a lot of feedback from our family of choice, which was our home group, how much that home group had meant to them, having us be their family. And we needed that encouragement when we were watching our kid do things that we were like, oh, no. So in this time this morning, I was... Um, 
was prompted to speak, and, and God gave me Psalm 85. And um, one of the challenges that I have, and I, I mentioned this early service, it was reminded, I was reminded in a service that I was at earlier today that um, what I was crying out for was a song that used to go around when I first became a believer, which was, Open the Eyes of My Heart, Lord so that I see you, because in my daily life, I get so used to the norm that I forget that he's gonna, that he may show up in the norm, uh, in the car ride, or in the, I work at Universal Studios, and, and I work as a wand keeper, and sometimes he shows up there, or hearing that the room that I was just in feels more like Christmas in there. It's like, yeah, it's because Jesus is in here with me. I don't know about the rest of y'all, but... Psalm 85 says, um, anyway, my phone locked, closed. And the thing that was important to me today was, I will hear what God the Lord will say, for he will speak peace to his people, to his godly ones. But let them not turn back to folly. And then later it says, loving kindness and truth have met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. Truth springs from the earth, and righteousness looks down from heaven. Indeed, the Lord will give what is good, and our land will yield produce. Righteousness will go before him, and will make his footsteps into a way. Yes. Yeah. I just want to pray for you guys as a body. Um, they really are incredible people. They've They've given so much to this place, and they love everyone here. Like, they are, if you don't even know them, they're a mother and father to you in ways, because they are so embedded in who we are as a body and who we are as a family. Okay, let's pray. God, we just thank you for what Terry said, that word hope. And God, we declare new levels of hope in their lives. Father, the things that they're currently hoping for, may you even give them new horizons to hope for. Maybe they, they even dare to dream more than the biggest dream that they currently have because you are able and you want those things for them in their lives. Father, once again, I thank you for who they are. And God, all they do is an extension of their heart and their creativity and their passion for life and their zeal for seeing something come out of nothing. So once again, Father, we declare a deeper hope in all these things that you want for them coming into reality and coming into alignment. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, guys. Thank you. So in closing, I want us to focus around this scripture. It says in Revelation, in chapter 12, They triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. And this verse is talking about how we overcome And we triumph by the blood of the Lamb. First and foremost, we always go back to the cross. We always go back to who God is. And then we overcome by the word of our testimony. 
And going back to what we talked about in Joshua, about taking these things from these incredible miracles that God has done and taking these things that we then build upon and these stories that we've heard, not only in our own lives as we were talking, as we were thinking, as we were meditating, what has God done in my life this year as we've heard from other people. I have a, I have a really good friend um, in England called Simon. And it was the funniest thing. We were both about 10 years old back in England. Uh, my, dad's, my dad's pastoring. I'm in his church. And he was so hungry for God. And I was like, what are you doing? Why are you going to every service possible? Like, come play football, soccer with the rest of us. Like, you're just this weird little kid, you know? And he came from this town that, well, he came from my town, but he came from this area of town that was known for just being an oppressive, depressive place. Like, it was the projects, if you will, and no one from there really did anything, and they're just a bunch of hooligans, and he chose to be different. And currently, he's, he's about my age, and he's leading a Bible college in Thailand. Like, he's in charge of a whole entire Bible college in Thailand, thousands of miles away from God had him. And I'm not saying, like, we all have to go and do these incredible, not incredible, but we all have to go, and there's, there is so much power in being. God's shown that with me this past couple of years. There's so much power in, like, like we just heard, in being at Universal and bringing Christ to that environment. What I'm saying is, when we think about these stories, let them be a monument about how good God is. And when we are in that place where, God, how do I overcome? We cling to those things. And if in Joshua, it actually talks about how the children will talk about these monuments that we've built from this miracle that God did. And that's my prayer. That's something God showed me a couple of weeks ago that one day I want my kids to honestly be in this place and hear stories from years ago. Oh, you remember when we had that album, you know, in 2015? You remember when we actually moved into this building and all those things that happened, all the miracles that God did? And they prove his greatness and his love and they would do something in their lives. So that's my hope for us, guys, is that we really just take a moment to solidify how good this year has been. No matter what's happened, this year has been good because God loves every single one of us. And there's also been stuff we've heard that people have gone through. But God is so good and God is so true through all of it and he's continually drying up the places that needed to be dried and giving water and life to the places that need it. Let's bow our heads. God, we thank you that we triumph with you. God, that we overcome by the word of your testimony, Father. Father, I don't know what people may be going through in this room right now, but God, may they be encouraged. May they feel empowered. Father, all the things that have happened in this year, the good and the bad, may they be just given to you right now in these moments, Father. We've seen how good you are and we've seen what it looks like to dream, what it looks like to trust you, what it looks like to walk with you. We just say thank you, God. 
Jesus. Thank you.